Namaste and uh, first of all I must say this is my aha moment and literally I mean it as I entered and felt the beautiful atmosphere I was reminded of a couple of stories which I must share and the first story was when Udhav he is a friend of Krishna and he tells him that why are you misleading the uh, gope and gopis that you know just love and do bhakti and you will grow into Uh, this is not the way you should teach them some method of meditation and uh, you are not telling them about brahman and parbrahman so krishna says you are a very qualified person for talking on these subjects my way is very different so you can go and give them a talk so they go and he goes but when he goes <laughs> he looks at the condition of the gop and gopis he comes back humbled so frankly when i came here uh my first impression was there is so much to learn i have to learn and i did learn absorbing this atmosphere and uh, it also this story reminded me of the first principle which all teachers must remember that they are constant learners uh, a teacher who believes that he knows <laughs> there is a very beautiful line in the isha upanishad avigyatam vijanata avigyatam avijanata he who knows it knows it not he who has not that thought of it knows it so this was my feeling that this place is growing beautifully through this constant learning from within and the other story that i was reminded was uh, of um, in one of the upanishads where a young 5 year old child goes to rishi gautam's ashrama like a gurukul this is absolutely a gurukul in the modern context so he says i want to have the highest knowledge that was known as brahma gyan so it was not like classroom system you can't teach yoga the true yoga esoteric yoga by any outer means so the guru tells him you go to the forest go with 100 cows lean and thin come back when they are 400 and healthy so the guru's wife tells him what kind of a cruel man are you <laughs> to ask them to do this and he says no 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 i know my job and <laughs> i am sure he'll come back glorious and shining and then in the forest he nurtures the cows and everything he learns not just about the cows he learns about the forest he learns about nature he learns about the spirits that move the beings he learns from the fire he learns from the well he learns from the cow he learns from the sky and eventually he through all these going deeper and deeper he discovers the brahman which is inside him and when he comes back the, the story is a very touching end so he goes to his guru and says now i have come back with 400 cows you give me the brahman knowledge he says you already know your radiant face is revealing that you already know i don't have anything to teach you and the disciple no yet i would like to hear from you because you know these stories are such reminders of fundamental humility that all of us must cultivate a child from from child to you know grown ups uh, we have this idea that i know and today the world is suffering from this excessive idea of i know i often use this limerick my name is benjamin jovit all that is knowledge i know it and all that i i am a graduate from belial college all that is knowledge i know it and all that i do not know is not knowledge so this is a kind of arrogance whereas true education humbles us so what really is this education even before that just a little experience i had few days back 
lot of webinars nowadays and uh, talks on the because of the new education policy which they have tried to tune into the uh, free progress system they have sincerely tried within the limitations so i was uh, i often saying that you know uh, just like healing should not be in a hospital you should have a healing space hospital make you feel sick if not nauseated it should be a space where you go and you you start feeling healed so for um, school i was suggesting that we should have uh, spaces for education so often people ask that uh, what do you mean by spaces for education spaces for education means the child feels like coming number one he should be happy to go there <laughs> it should not be in the classroom format boxes one class to another and the child should learn there should be enough things around to make him feel the need to learn as the mother says to love to learn is the greatest gift we can give to the child but the teachers should be there as facilitators and as very beautifully i like that word co-learners because there is so much we learn as i said just walking into this uh, premises so much learning happened because learning is something which is happening all the time so when i was saying all this i had not seen actually any of the schools in oroville i come to savitripon and go back <laughs> most of the time and of course bharat nivas and these places now i can say that well because people ask uh, any such space example you can give and i'm sure i'm going to speak about this mirambika is one place where something like this has been attempted this is the another i'm sure there are other places like that but this is the one which i have felt concretely the aha experience this is what learning is about it's a discovery so what really is education it's an it's uh, a admission that man can rise above his instincts otherwise basic instincts are given to us animals so that instinct to keep preserve myself to to go through entire education system to create survival of the fittest is you know meaningless because well we are given is something <laughs> like an animal each one is given what is needed to survive so education is the recognition that no we can rise above our our animal instincts and change it master it conquer it so this is one of the things about refining ourselves we humanize it's true that we have things which are in the animal nature but as a human being we humanize it as shubindu beautifully describes in savitri and love that was once an animal's wants then a sweet madness in the rapturous heart then a happy ardent companionship comradeship in the mind becomes a lonely yearning space so the heart that loved man loves god so this is the evolution which takes place in human beings second it's a recognition uh, recognition of the fact that we can consciously evolve so education is a kind of yoga only we don't use the word yoga uh, because well people are not supposed to be doing conscious yoga and most of the writings of the mother which now are published as on education so the background was that pranabda asked the mother mother this is okay you have spoken so much on different subject what about those who do not uh, like to use the term yoga or you know uh, they associate yoga with certain exercises certainly they don't want to use these terms and yet is there a way that they too can engage into it so she said yes why not because truth is inside us <laughs> it doesn't matter what we call it what is needed is a seeking 
so all those series of essays were very interestingly on education but meant for those who want to engage in yoga but without using the word yoga and you look at those essays uh, which includes uh, overview of education then uh, physical vital mental so when we look at the vital education it speaks he speaks so much about refinement i think that's something very much missing in most of the places um because without refinement we remain just what we are uh, right now education is a lot about uh, the left brain and i share this joke uh, which is one of my favorite ones man has two sides of the brain the left and the right the left has nothing right in it and the right has nothing left in it so <laughs> pun is not intended but it is so true completely left brain oriented i still remember walking into my medical school with a dead body which you have to cut <laughs> no respect for it you know dead is dead the mother reminds us how foolish we are to treat the dead as dead and then she says something very interesting that i know of many who are dead and yet living and there are many who are living and yet they are like dead that's what the upanishad also tells us so it's about this discovery which goes on that's how she says education begins even before in fact before conception not even from conception how does it begin because we all have a kind of image of an ideal anyone who is can be worthy of being called a human being <laughs> merely dropping of the horns and tail and nails don't make doesn't make it a man but humanity conceives an ideal which it wants to live this ideal is of course an imperfect as we discover as we go into uh, deeper and deeper into ourselves but at least it holds an image of what is not and yet can be that's what is an ideal it is not yet and yet something in us seeks it aspires for it and the next step is we want to bring that ideal down upon earth manifest it through whatever means and all education is essentially seeking for this something which is deeper higher shubindu says so wonderfully one of the mahavakyas which is so difficult for the average human intellect to understand that nothing can be taught so what is meant by nothing can be taught this teaching we have this idea of something being put from outside but nothing can be taught means knowledge is inside this is the most fundamental ancient truth that yoga anywhere in the world has taught india has preserved this truth that the source is within us it's not somewhere outside what is this source it's the source of wisdom of knowledge even detailed knowledge knowledge is not just essential knowledge but detailed knowledge after all people who discovered how did they discover they discovered it who was there to teach the first man how to make fire and he had a great need that there should be something somewhere and well there is an answer to that need and he probably played with <laughs> not with atoms but with stones and there was fire so this need opens a door to knowledge that is the aha experience you know archimedes we know and so many other stories that there is a discovery and this need should be there in a human being unfortunately today we have too many answers so there are no questions left 
And I think a life without questions and where somebody has all the answers is as good as stop progressing. To awaken the need to know, to learn. And when we have the need to know, what does the teacher do? He simply points out a gesture here, a gesture there. How did the ancient yogis teach? Even the, when you go to the mother, when children had problems or teacher had problems rather, and they went to the mother. So, the teacher would say, this child is very, my, I can't manage my class. I can't control my class. Then teacher, mother would often tell the teacher, because you don't know how to control yourself. Now, this sounds very paradoxical. Because only that which we have discovered and achieved within can be transmitted to someone else. If I don't know how to control myself, how am I going to even talk about controlling someone else? Then she would call the child. And she would ask the child. This, this is a direct uh, real experience of a child who is now grown up. And she was telling me that when she was 15 and so many complaints and then the child went to mother and mother says, you know, I'm hearing a lot of things about you. Yes, mother. So you tell me. You consult your heart and tell me. Do you think what you're doing is, is the right thing? And the child stayed quiet for a moment and said, yes, mother. And the mother said, okay, good. Nothing else. This was something amazing. It was like a discovery for the child that I need to consult my own heart. See, we have stopped consulting. That's what I meant by the left and the right. We become very brain oriented. So brain's method of knowledge, it, it takes things, divides, cuts, zooms in, zooms out, again picks up another thing. This is one kind of, uh, no, no, I wouldn't use the word knowledge, but gathering of bits and pieces of information, which is okay. Nothing wrong. We have to use every faculty. But there is something else which gives us a whole picture. So people often ask, uh, there is so much division, disunity, how to create unity. Mother gave a very simple answer by discovering the origin. In the origin we are all one. And where is the origin within us? In the heart. Whoever lives deep inside knows there can be no division. This is a space of the creator. And all knowledge is there. Not only all knowledge, all love is there. See, we grow up. So many confusions take place in life, human relationships especially. Why? Because we have not discovered that love is inside me. I don't need to beg somebody, please give me some love. Do you have a little to spare? <laughs> so he will spare probably, but ask you a lot more in return. But when this door of love opens, there is nothing to ask. You only give. Similarly, all joy is inside. See, so many problems of drugs and everything. Why? Because we can't connect with this joy inside. So what do we do? We take to drugs. We go partying. We think by these means, I will have joy inside. But we are being hooked more and more, enslaved. Pornography, this one of the... Why? Because we have not discovered this door of love and joy inside. If we discover this door, problems will be solved. Any government ways, now people are trying both kinds of things and both are going to fail. One is they try to regulate strictly outwardly. Other is they are legalizing it. Everything is okay. Both are dangerous. <laughs> it's just a question of time. But to discover what, what is it that these children are seeking as they start growing into adolescence. They are looking for these very things which they are carrying inside. And if the teacher can show them this task of the teacher is to show how does the teacher do 
he doesn't give ready made answers but he asks from the children what do you feel i can share one example from uh, one of my interactions uh, with children small children uh, rather two examples plenty of them but two <laughs> so one of them was that uh, i asked the children that what did you have uh, for today uh, idli so they all say idli some of the child say okay what is it made up of rice where does rice come from from the fields um, and how does it grow in the field so the child suddenly one of the child say oh everything is there in everything see brahmeva brahmarpano all this truth he knows because in a grain of um, rice you know in in the geeta in in the mahabharata we have this story where shri krishna says in a grain of rice so in a grain of rice you have the sun you have the water you have the earth you have you know it needs space to grow it needs air it needs love of the person who is cared for it it has every element the seasons everything is there in a grain of rice so the child says oh there is everything in everything i said now you know you can teach me <laughs> you have got the fundamental truth and the other one which was so interesting it was in a small village school in odisha you know we have uh, this idea that uh, by intellectualizing getting degrees we know so much this illusion is now breaking down because at the end of all this knowledge we are playing with atoms to blow out the world so these children were all seated and one of the child asked me all eighth standard must be 12 alugda what language does mother understand so i asked you people tell me you have any idea so one of them told me odia i said okay why do you say so every time i pray to her in odia i get a response so i said very good i asked somebody else and the other person derived an inferential understanding actually you know i am sure she understands every language because i have heard whatever language you pray in the divine response now you see through that to understand what is the purpose of language see we teach them language we teach them grammar but what is it meant to communicate language is a medium it is meant to communicate something deep within me i can use this medium for good speech which is supposed to be the most developed faculty walk it's supposed to carry the vibrations of truth light see the truth light the nad which has gone in creation is recovered in human speech it has that power that potential human speech is creative unfortunately also destructive and how little we know how to use our speech i may be an erudite scholar i may quote 100 journals but at the end of the day this faculty of speech which we train and develops which of course is there given to man how is it used to create destruction and the mother goes on to say when we misuse this instrument especially by using abusive language it is like committing spiritual suicide gossiping about others in very slandering terms he says it's all like committing spiritual suicide now just imagine this faculty can build it has that and she says human speech is so powerful what is a mantra mantra is developing the human speech to its most intense and highest creative level that's what mantra is about anyone can by training himself develop to a point where his speech becomes a mantra 
Mantra is not just something written in a book which we pick up. A very nice couplet by uh, Kabir. He says, Jo bolu, I'll say in Hindi, translated. Jo bolu, so ved kahava, jaha pag dharu, so tirat. Whatever I speak is a Veda. Wherever I step, put my feet is a tirth, is a holy pilgrimage. Why? Because it's a state of consciousness. Now, this is another thing which should be there as part of education, how to shift consciousness. It's something which is just not taught. As a psychiatrist, I meet people who are suffering, who are depressed. They, are, they don't know what to do. Of course, there are complicated processes of uh, psychoanalyzing the animal things which are inside and releasing. But if they just know how to shift the consciousness, doesn't it happen even spontaneously? And I would, I don't know whether this place is open to public or not, but at least for Auroville, this is a wonderful place to be if one is depressed. I mean, it's so healing, it's so therapeutic. Why? Simply because when we go here, we, 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 the plants speak. We don't know their language. That's a different thing altogether. Flowers speak. This one thing which I have, uh, which the mother teaches us, even objects speak. They speak. You can, uh, Shubindu says that if you touch an object, you can know who has used it. A yogi can know touching a sword that 300 years back, what was it used for? And this truth was known. We have lost all this because we see only the apparent surfaces. So knowledge also teaches us, education teaches us to go deeper and deeper. It's about discovering. And by discovering the world, we discover ourselves. Why is the plant, the tree, the way they are? And if we talk to the tree, please don't talk loudly. They'll send you to a psychiatrist. <laughs> and <laughs> talk to the tree, talk to creation. It's so wonderful. People feel alone. I have never understood why people feel alone. There is so much to talk to. You can talk to a little mud. You know, we have so many beautiful objects. They speak to us. They seek our attention, you know. When we grow in consciousness, we can see, oh, these objects are wanting some kind of appreciation. And when we just stand there and say, this is so beautiful. The hands that made you. It's something so beautiful. You can pick up a mud of clay. That's the ancient Indian teaching of Sanatana Dharma. And with the mud of clay, you can fill it with all that is God, all that is Brahman. You can manifest in a mud of clay. That's the idea of worshipping. Even a clay, that's how Shabindu says, O worshipper of the formless, infinite, reject not form, what dwells in form is he. To bring out that he or she or it or that, or your own self doesn't matter higher self is the whole art of education and therefore this education also becomes an empowerment why because without knowledge all of our responses reactions are chaotic they bring chaos in the world but with knowledge knowledge is not just that I know it now I will act according to my wish true knowledge is also something which shows us the thing to be done it is it's a package. And for this, we don't need to consult a moral science book. Discernment. Because it's not about right and wrong in, on one side and the other side. Life never offers such, life offers complex situations. And we grow through that. The decision has to be taken. Look 
so children should be taught how to decide by looking inside discerning and there are two ways of discerning one deep inside the heart which doesn't lie not the surface heart but deep inside they should be taught this this is something missing in education unfortunately people talk about psychic education but that to through a notebook psychic education first thing is to teach to learn to go deep inside the heart behind the surface emotion see what you feel the heart it never lies and the other is using the discerning intellect in the absence of that which is buddhi to bring out the buddhi out of this clay mud thinking creature is a very important task of education because once the buddhi is out it is like the guide and how does buddhi operate it tells you the long term consequences which are going to come desires tell us the short term gains which may be followed by by one happiness and two sorrows free that the old marketing strategy of nature it shows us the immediate by this you know immediate pleasure but there are two sometimes five sorrows which is a grace <laughs> honestly all our values are topsy turvy because at least we realize this is imperfect otherwise we would be stuck forever in our imperfection <laughs> immortalizing our ignorance so this is the whole task and this is very interesting these two terms which um, form the basis of uh, you know one of the questions was consciousness so there are two terms used in indian thought ignorance and knowledge uh, avidya and vidya and often schools are called as vidyalaya but vidya is not about learning and getting marks and vidya they, these are two modes of operation of one consciousness and their origin is very interesting if i may just i'll take couple of minutes so when the one consciousness which is all knowing omniscient omnipotent plunges towards the inconscient it has to narrow down it is entering into a narrow and narrow passage where for a moment at the end of it it forgets itself lapses like we are traveling to some place or i was coming from the ashram to aha now i don't know where is aha ashram is behind i am looking at the traffic i am looking at the hoardings and posters I have forgotten that I have come from there and I am going to Ah, and that is Avidya. I have I am just looking at this small little piece, but Vidya is where all this oneness is behind. It's always there. Vidya is about oneness. Knowledge based on oneness. This oneness is not about blurring of distinctions. Oneness is not uniformity. It is to see the one consciousness at play in many ways, in many forms. This is very, very empowering and enriching. it's only when we discovered behind all the different objects that there are atoms and electrons and protons common base see even at the most material level when we discover the oneness it empowers us so this oneness is not about sameness oneness is not sameness sameness doesn't exist in outer world in outer world you can't have uh, you know you can't say that the mango tree and the emily tree and tamarind tree they are all same that is absurdity but yes there is the tree so everywhere we'll see this oneness but it is behind so what science is doing is it is teaching us science of appearances which is avidya 
it must take us deeper into that oneness so consciousness has two modes of operation in its lapse when it starts recovering it is on the basis of avidya it doesn't know we are all like that when we don't know where we have come from where we are going that story which changed the great poet eliot's life that it was raining and he looked for a shelter and he went inside a house knocking the door and that house somebody opened and asked him who are you where are you coming from where are you going he gave the standard answer but that whole night he kept wondering is this the right answer who am i children don't know this where am i coming from we strengthen false identities where am i going oh i am going to get a good job career option earn lot of money so right from childhood we are actually creating more obstacles children naturally have that inner knowledge very naturally and then each child there is a beautiful story inside each one of us which children have to discover and write life is writing a story book and often this little exercise i have given to children two three exercises i am sure you all know and must must be doing it you write a story about your own what you want your life to be so mother speaks about it she says they must be asked to write a story which is happy from beginning to end that's how our imagination should operate rather than distorting it no there can be no light without shadows suffering and pain are essential maybe but no more we don't want enough of it <laughs> so write a beautiful story which is beautiful from the beginning till the end so this way children's creative imagination they learn that life is a story and i am a part author in it of course ultimate author is there but he keeps correcting it course correction but we are part authors so by doing this children begin to learn how to lead their life so this is one of the exercises second one what is the most important thing for someone so i asked this that supposing you had your bucket list of 10 things i don't like the word bucket list kicking the bucket and death wish and <laughs> ice bucket challenge weird things <laughs> bucket list what is it that we want so 10 things <coughs> they will say then say okay supposing out of these three now you have to make a choice see many time we are trying to do too many things and wanting too many things and there is no sense of priority three then one and then okay you have one day and one choice alone you can ask then you ask that which is the i have had marvelous replies from children children who spoke about different things in the 10 list took none of them when it was told okay you have one day and one choice and i have heard children say i would like to find god and surrender completely to to the divine because that's the most sensible thing to do imagine that one thing which is the most sensible thing we don't do we are waiting for the last moment so these are the ways by which the inner knowledge comes out and this knowledge can 
apply on to practically everything that's how you know people grow organically until books came in and corrupted our natural knowing and then they taught us how to manipulate things see i have grown up in a village and i am aware that you know farmers knew many things very spontaneously and much later when you look at it even fruits from the education of life came from fruits that don't uh, you must eat the fruit in the right season so don't try to convert people to a teaching for which they are not ready the egg must ripe before you hatch it it will take time you can't hatch it prematurely so many things just from nature this is the teaching that you know satyakam learnt by being in the forest rearing cows tending to cows he learnt so everything is interconnected this is the other part which you know uh, i feel so important because consciousness is one there is interconnectedness in this whole creation we have grown up with this strange idea that if i am thinking something nobody knows about it you don't need to whisper for someone to know it there are agencies which will spread it around and there will be distortion to that and <laughs> more distortions because this world is teeming with forces and uh, that is something we all have to learn this play of forces in which our lives are caught as shubindu says in an ambiguous net and this knowledge which at one point of time was so alive and vibrant has been completely lost because we only know appearances we think oh is my thinking so we have learned to deceive i can put up a nice neat appearances smile children have unfortunately they have learned they start doing things which will earn points from the teacher and teachers are very happy why because they are very well behaved children but these are the children who may grow up and deceive they are no more themselves it's good to have good behavior without a doubt but a behavior which is good only to please the teacher is so dangerous you know when we are growing up sometime because in our uh, family you know if you talk about smoking cigarette means you are on the path of perdition or not already so i have seen you know grown ups when they are smoking and the parents came they learned to put the cigarette behind this this what they learn because they are no more that straightforwardness frankness truthfulness qualities which are so fundamental to life so this education is not just about bringing up out mental faculties it's about refining the vital it's about ensuring that fear doesn't enter into your communication either with the teacher or with god and this world it is delight which is at the root of it not fear and if fear comes in as it comes it's a movement of ignorance how to deal with it how to make them free of fear i think if they can just discover this challenge of corona how i can bring out from within me possibilities which are yet asleep of dealing with the problem from within everything is a challenge difficulty is a challenge to bring out my best so all these and a lot more let me just close before you know i have some questions because i can it's such a wonderful place you just feel so much inspired so <laughs> thank you for this place 
and um, last is what is uh, you know we often hear about psychic and spiritual education basically what is psychic education all of us are containing the source within us we don't have to use the word psychic the divine is within us where is he ask anyone where is yourself don't give any answer nobody will say here if you do it here then it's like you are not happy with life nobody will say it's here spontaneously our hands go here very spontaneously that's why in indian custom we have this namaste and in ashram we have modified it by saying here <laughs> heartily this is the place where the source is and we have to unveil and it can be unveiled through everything it's not just going within in 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 this world so this if we can make them become aware that there is something so much more which they need to discover and that is within them and then she says this something within is in everything it is independent of the place of your birth country of origin the language you speak the custom the tradition independent of everything see when people connect from the heart they feel that spontaneous sense of being one it's the mind that brings the differentiation mind can never bring unity all methods people may try with the mind it is not going to bring unity there cannot be a consensus at the mental level you have to just watch these tv debates and inter religious faith dialogue sorry to say because they are all mental things but consult the heart heart doesn't ask what's your caste what's your religion it loves it it's like a bridge which is thrown across so this is where the psychic is there and if children can understand that there is something like the epaul you know it can be done through stories stories were so beautiful arabian nights many of them indian mythology is so wonderful to discover this which is lying inside us and through stories it triggers the imaginative mind of children unfortunately again one of the problem of a completely rational analytical oriented education that it has labeled profound truths contained in stories as myths but there are many layered truths which are communicated in a way after all we all communicate things through stories so these stories and we can write new stories it's not that we have to we should be careful about choosing them don't teach them that it's of fables slow and steady wins the race it doesn't happen really i mean they are not supposed to run on the same road <laughs> rabbit has its own place to run and the tortoise has his own place in their own space they are king <laughs> put them out of place don't make them run it's not a race so this these are the stories through which children will understand that there is something so deep all my understanding of all this soul spiritual life all this came through stories later on they opened a door later on i saw oh this is so wonderful mother is saying like this the story of prahlad when i read i understood oh so there are two operating systems in us one is prahlad who says hari 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 everywhere so he sees oneness he represents the soul i didn't use the word soul there is something in us which cannot be destroyed cannot be killed cannot be 
burned by fire. That's what happens to Prahlad. You send him uh, snake, it changes into flowers. That is a psychic being. And the other operating system is Hiranyakashyap. I, I am king. I am greater than God. <laughs> I am going to do what God has left incomplete. Uh, arrogantly, you know, that's where we see in Savitri, triple soul forces. Now, as a child, it was so spontaneous that look here, there is in us this Prahlad. Whom do I identify myself with? And I keep telling schools, you people are still teaching the gospel of Hiranyakashyap. Then there is another story, the dwarf with triple stride. So this story taught me that, you know, you have to be really humble. It's only the humble who can conquer. The arrogant person doesn't. He is likely to lose. That story taught many things. Sagar Manthan, I'll just share one small example, then I'll stop. So I used to tell one story to my child who studied in Ashram school. Whenever I would visit, I was in Bangalore and they were here. So whenever I would come, he'll say stories. So one of his favorite stories was Sagar Manthan. Sagar Manthan, I think, anyways, we can check it out. <laughs> the story of the great churning. So one day, this five, six-year-old boy was playing with his toys and his granny is there and she's talking about saris, their colors and cost. Suddenly he turns around and says, Nani, you want Mohini or Amrit? Ah, she didn't get the context. He got it in that story. That my ultimate choice will be either all that allures me or the nectar of immortality. Shubhinda says that in Law of the Way. That the, the way is hard. Why? Because, nay, is the cup of immortality meant for a weakling to be given without a price? Now, you see, these stories teach us so much about life, about our own self, and we must have stories. And lastly, they should become conscious. I think a lot of problem of this world is simply because of lack of consciousness. I don't want to use the word unconsciousness because in psychiatry and neurology, they mean something else. But lack of consciousness, dealing with material object, dealing with people, so unconscious. People I have seen keeping you know, glass of water over a book of Mother Shurbindo or you know, over a book and I would feel so jarring below the tabletop glass. Mother's picture, all put this way, that way, chaotically. <laughs> so, once I couldn't help it and I said, look here, man, you are inviting chaos in your life. You say, why? What do you mean? <laughs> you are dealing chaotically. You are turning the supreme harmony into chaos. So, that form will appear. So, then he understood. It's not about the sense of the secret, of the right placement of things. And I've seen all kinds of things. Why? Because again, this kind of education, all is one. You take out the shoes and put them on the on the bed, bed sheet, <laughs> bed. I've seen this. <laughs> I won't say where. Great sight. Now, these simple things like everything has its place. There is a way to do everything. It's called in Indian thought Rit Chit. Comes from Rit comes from the word rhythm. There is a rhythm, there is a way, there is a method. Mahasaraswati's perfection. Everything has its own beautiful place. Find the place, create a place. 
and that makes life so harmonious so organized so beautiful not organized by a kind of mental formula but spontaneously we don't keep shoes on top and books below instinctively even the human body is built like that books are here the sacred things are here the most beautiful space things are food and <laughs> dress and all this is here this is where we cover up all our shame and guilt and food belly and the shoes are there the human body is built like the panch tatvas you are talking about it see this is space then you have the aerial tatva you have the lungs you have the speech expressive speech the vital and then you have fire at the center right extending up to here then all the waters everything you will find accumulated here that's why the seat of so many diseases and then the muladhar all the five elements are represented within the human body but always we should teach them this something which the five elements cannot capture at the end of that they must know there is something which is yet beyond the sense of the beyond this something which remains yet unknown and unknowable the story of the kena upanishad where all the elements come together but they cannot know the one the beautiful story so these are some of my thoughts which i just feel like sharing in this aha place i must say i'm going to talk about it to several people uh, because it was a wonderful experience but if there are any questions i would be very happy yes please please